As we continue in now in the second book of Samuel, this passage we have today is a foundational moment in salvation history because this is when the tribes of Israel, the 12 tribes, are united. And David is the king of the entire tribe, all of the kingdom. We know at a young boy he was anointed. We heard that a few masses ago, a couple of weeks ago. He was anointed by Samuel. And this is when it comes to life, when he is made king of all the tribes. David grew steadily more powerful. The Lord of hosts was with him. It's good to be reminded of the sins of David. That even though the Lord was with him and he grew with more might and more power, he was not immune. He was not protected from the attacks of the evil one. And so we have to be always mindful that even when we're walking with the Lord, the evil one is always luring, always there, always attempting to draw us away. And then as we look at the gospel, remember on Saturday, his family called him crazy, and now they're just continuing. The, the, the scribes and the Pharisees are trying to pick him apart and trying to, to figure out And they're really trying to maintain their own position of power in the community. And there's this famous passage about a house divided cannot stand. And that's what Abraham Lincoln said about slavery in America, that evil, that the division in the country had to be healed or we would never last. As we think about this, this anniversary of the Roe v. Wade decision 51 years ago, and even though there's been some, some gains made with the Dobbs decisions and what else, our country is still heavily divided on this issue. And so Mother Church asks us today to pray and to fast. Because we know what Jesus says, that some evil, some sin is only cast out through prayer and fasting. So that's our primary mode of attack against this evil Yes, we need political action, but it has to be grounded with the foundation of prayer and fasting. Because without that, it's so easy to misdiagnose the problem. The problem is evil. The problem is Satan, the father of lies, the murderer from the beginning. And we never can look at anyone as the problem, as the enemy. Regardless of how strongly they may be promoting and supporting death, especially today, the evil of abortion, those people who are caught in those lies, they need the healing mercy of God more than anyone. And so our prayer and our fasting is to help not be distracted about what the true enemy is. And we can think, though, in our daily lives, what can we do to help fight against this evil? I mean, why, do we, why is abortion even an option? Because someone's pregnant who doesn't want to be. Why is someone who's pregnant who doesn't want to be? Because they had sex without thinking about the consequences. And then how did they get to that point? And how did, they, did, how, how did they get to that point? And if we go backwards and backwards along that long ladder of decisions that gets someone to that point, how can we help along the way? Especially how we raise our families. 
or do we talk about the dignity of human life? As the political season ramps up, how do we speak about politicians that we don't agree with? Do our words value their life? Or do we demean them the same way that we should be demeaning evil? All of these things that we do in our daily lives either build up or destroy the, 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 the gospel, the culture of life that we're called to build and defend. So how can we help people, young girls particularly, not be in situations where they think killing their baby is even an option? What kind of music are they listening to? What concerts are they going to? What TV shows are they watching? How are they being dressed? Who are their friends? Like all these things that as parents and as a community, we can help build a culture of life so that the decision at the end is not even no decision to be made because no one's in those predicaments where they're pregnant and don't want to be. We have lots of permissiveness in our society that almost mandates that that choice is a possibility. We have structures of sin and permissiveness in our country that many of us benefit from, and many of us are protected from having to make that choice. And so we need to have a real examination of conscience. What am I willing to suffer, to sacrifice, to give up, to protect the most vulnerable in our country? As we pray and we fast today, we ask for that enlightenment. And we pray for the healing of the hearts of anyone who's been touched by abortion in any way. The guilt and the shame that weigh so many people down. They need the love and the mercy of God as well. Jesus speaks about the unforgivable sin. That's denying his power to forgive sin. That's the only thing that cannot be forgiven. God's love is infinite. His mercy never ends. And so we pray today for a fresh outpouring of that spirit of love, of mercy, and forgiveness so that we all can truly enjoy the culture of life.